0: Welcome to a weekly look at all things high school sports around the South Plains,
1: powered by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Here's the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. And hello, everyone. I'm Carlos Silva, the Lubbock Avalanche Journal sports editor, bringing you another edition of the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. You know what that means. Mike Graham is with me, our high school sports writer. Mike, what's up, man? Not too much. Just uh, getting settled in for these games and should be a good week,
0: virtually district play for every single one now yep. after after kind of a couple of half and half weeks uh, last week, which was marred by rain. Yeah. Uh, looks like we've got a better forecast this week, at least I'm hoping we do. Uh, so excited to get going.
1: Absolutely. And then of course, we got a lot of games we'll talk about going into this week. But as always, we'll start with the game from last week. Although, as you mentioned, a lot of rain uh, that did kind of rain out some games, at least on Friday night. Some were able to get done. I know you... Went to a one, we'll talk about some other ones, but one that was at least notable just because it went past 1 a.m. was the Lubbock high Duro game. A tough loss there for the Lubbock High Westerners. Thought they had a chance in that one. It was just mistakes that really kind of marred them in that one.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they kind of changed up the way they operate at quarterback. Yeah, know Gutierrez going to receiver for – uh, points of the game but it looked like by the end of the game he he had reestablished himself as the number one yeah unfortunately that game that game was uh long gone yeah yeah it was um, out of hand <laughs> really I, I think i walked in at halftime and at that point it was 31 to 13 um scored two quick touchdowns in the third quarter and because it was beyond 1 a.m and because it was the eve of an sat test mm-hmm. <laughs> they went to a running clock in the fourth quarter so uh tough one for labakai uh, but um, they will be heading up to Caprock
1: this week, and uh, that's kind. it looks kind of like a winnable match for them. I mean, it's going to be tough because Caprock is certainly a very hard-nosed uh, football team. They like to throw the football, so that will be the biggest thing for Lubbock eyes, if they can slow down the pass. We'll see. Biggest thing, uh, at least for right now, it looks like they're at least sticking with Noah Gutierrez as a quarterback. We'll see how that turns out. Of course, you'll be talking with Shane Stevens and doing all that information for the Lubbock Avalanche Journal in uh, Thursday's edition with all the stats that you're doing. Then, of course, Friday with our previews and on-the-radar stuff. Kind of going through some other things that I guess we saw last week. You were at a six-man game that was really, really close up until the end. Uh, The surprise uh, halfback pass that really kind of stood out to you, at least in your game story.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, That was a really fun game to beat, to because it... Amherst really looked in control of that game. Mm -hmm. Petersburg storms back. And it looks like Petersburg, which had led, I think, six to nothing, Mm -hmm. finally had Amherst right where they wanted. They burned all their timeouts, forcing a uh, fourth and 12 from their own 36 yard line. And a surprise halfback pass for a touchdown put that game out of reach. So Amherst finishes non-district five and one as a Division two team. Beat Division one Petersburg, which dropped down to four and two. We've got some good six man teams this year, and it's it's not just Borden County. In fact, Borden County is not even in the conversation when you look at the teams with the best records right now. It's uh, it's uh, Whit Harrell is, mm-hmm. our, is our last unbeaten. And- they tied on on Friday due to lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, their game got. Canceled as they were preparing for overtime, um, and then just a slew of, of uh, five and one and four and one. Yeah, teams. just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that
1: are left. Listen to "Where Secrets Go to Die: The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan" from the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Which just goes to show you the type of, and it's funny because we, we talk about the 35-plus, or I think it's 40-plus teams that we cover. A majority of them are six-man, so a lot of them, uh, obviously, uh, I'm glad we were able to get to that one. You got to see James Langston, who I thought was a really good uh, football player. You got to see him quarterback the old Amherst uh, Bulldogs certainly a big win for them, but uh, I guess just some other games that kind of interested you from last week. Before we kind of, I guess, get get into the previews for this weekend.
0: Well, honestly, it was more about disappointment for me because I was really yeah. looking forward to Seminole Level Land. That game got knocked oh, out that's by true. lightning. Yeah. Um, then you had Trinity Christian New Deal. I thought that was yeah. going to be an important game for both. That got knocked out. Let me take a quick look. Anything else
1: that stood out last week? That is true. The I, I think the biggest thing is you kind of. S- Kind of scan through all that stuff was the, the the two big games that we were really talking about. New Deal, Trinity Christian. You could see if DK Blaylock could kind of slow down uh, Daniel Wheeler of Trinity Christian, or if Daniel Wheeler could kind of get the the better of DK Blaylock. We, we won't be able to know that. Of course, two big important offenses, Bushland and Leveland. Uh, that, or not Bushland and Leveland. Uh, Leveland and. You um, just said it right now. Leveland and Seminole. Le- Leveland and Seminole, pardon me. Yeah, defense against offense. We weren't able to kind of at least kind of get a, a barometer for both teams on that. End of the field. But, uh,
0: now, one, one game that did stand out and was played Thursday night ahead of the weather was Brownfield at San Angelo Lakeview. That's right. And Chile Moran ran for 383 yards in that game. Yeah. Uh,
1: although, here's the thing I mean, I love San Angelo Lakeview, covered them for a couple years. They're a team that, if you can run the football, that's going to be the, your biggest advantage and fortune <laughs> for Brownfield. Uh, they were able to run the football, as you just mentioned. Chile, uh, Marine did what he does, which is run the football. They have a really good offensive line, as you saw a couple weeks ago when they played. I want to shallow water. Was that right? Yeah, they played shallow water. They they showed what they have. It's just a matter of sometimes you, you just play teams where it's just not your night and it wasn't their night against shallow water. But able to get a little bounce back and obviously get some good uh, momentum going into district as most everyone, even though most everyone is in district right now. But good games last week. Hopefully no rain this week, even though it has been raining in the old LBK. Needed the old boat mode on the car a couple days. Sure, but No doubt. Yeah, but uh, we'll see if all that can clear up at least going into the weekend. And I guess for you, uh, our game of the week, we'll start with that one. I really like this one. First time, maybe second time this year that you and I both agree on it. Floyd Data at Sundown. This is going to be a good one just because I know you talked about Floyd Data. You kind of hyped him up a little bit in your little uh, Lone, Star Varsity, uh, uh, Lone Star Varsity column, pardon me. And uh, At first when I read it, I remember telling you, are you sure? And you said you just like something about them, just the way they play, just obviously Coach Scotty Brewington going from baseball to football. You just like the hard-nosed way they play, the way they run the football, milk the clock, just something about them. And certainly, I'll give you your props. They're now 5-0 and going into this game. They're but they're going to be playing a very, very athletic sundown team that will try to get you uh, on the outside, spread you out with all the uh, athletes they have.
0: Yeah, I, I believe that Floyd Ada, I, I think they're the underdog this week to a 4-1 sundown that's fair. team. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think in this, the obviously, the district 2-2-way uh, two, Division one opener for yep. both teams, which is going to be a really good league with New Deal running around, too, and in and Olden and, and just a couple of other uh, you know really formidable teams post, obviously, mm-hmm. joining them in, in the absence of Abernathy. So... It's a really exciting league, and it starts off with a marquee game. And, yeah, what I like about Floyd Data is... I'm not sure that they played the best non-district schedule. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they didn't. But you work with what you're given. Yep. They really stepped on each opponent they faced early. Mm-hmm. Andrew Vega, their quarterback, has really big numbers. The receivers have big numbers. Running backs have big numbers. They've got big takeaways. Um, and here they are against Sundown, which is probably one of our more established 2A yep. Division one programs. With
1: um, the first-year coach, I mean, let's just say that. I mean, yes, he's still trying to institute what he – Needs to do, but uh, certainly uh, they're going to be a team that if if you're able to get an advantage, which would be running football against a team that wants to pass it, that would be an advantage. Yeah, sundown, um,
0: yeah, their personnel is just fine. Uh, You know, Christian Huey. For yep. a third year, starting at quarterback, he's going to be ultimately be a four-year starter. Yep, he's about a, about eight hundred yards and hasn't had to work um, long through games because mm-hmm. they've they've done a good job knocking out people too. Um, Stephen Quintanilla, who, who we love to talk about, and obviously he's a cross country champion. and who'll runs pr- all runs all his meets. Yeah, who will probably <laughs> right. be
1: running a meet the next day. Yeah, I'm Yeah, sure.
0: exactly. That that's always what happens to him at receiver and cornerback. They've got a great offensive line, mm-hmm. um, running game. It looks really good this year too. So so there's a lot of weapons. It's a huge test for Floyd
1: and uh speaking of tests cornado gets to be at home this weekend should be a good one as well i know this is one that you've been kind of circling on the old schedule just to kind of see how the mustangs will do i know that the the one big thing that i wanted to know was how they will do with without a a majority of its uh, linebacking core and then of course uh, some of the back end pieces look like they did pretty well last weekend yeah
0: they looked really good i took care of Abilene Cooper, and really yep. they've got the inside track for the district championship right yep. now. Yep. Now they're playing a 1-0 Amarillo team because it's mm-hmm. a seven-team district, and and Amarillo was the odd team out the first week, so they're they're a half game back. Uh, but they took care of Monterey with a field yep. goal last week. It's the last remaining unbeaten team beyond, um, I think, Caprock and, and Coronado. Mm-hmm. So really it, it, it's a huge game for, for Coronado. I'd say that they're probably the favorite. Lots of things stand out about Coronado in the absence of um, their linebacking core. One, they're doing a good job in spite of that. D.J. Davis jumped Mm -hmm. up to 14 tackles for loss on the season at at, uh, defensive end, a three-technique kind of thing. Um, You have Sawyer Robertson, who now has 20 touchdown passes to two interceptions through two against Cooper. But, um, you know, uh, I'll take that 10-to-1 ratio all day, every day. Blair Conright's at 700 receiving yards. He's pretty good. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with this football team. I guess the only gripe you can have about them right now. They're hurt. Yeah, they're they're hurt. (laughs) and the running game just isn't there like it was last year, which is kind of a surprise, but their Caleb offensive Manuel line— Caleb
1: Manuel kind yeah. of stepped up a little bit, but here's the thing, and and I know everyone kind of talks about, well, they haven't run the football. They have a really young offensive line. They've been hurt uh, for a majority of the year. At least that's what Coach Pars told me on the few occasions I've been able to talk to him this year, but he said once they get things going, he feels really good about what he's got, and you have to with Caleb Manuel, who— I mean, for all uh, intent and purposes, I mean, he was a really good running back last year when you thought Gerard – or the, the last couple of years when you thought Gerard Compton was going to be – your guy stepped in and really kind of really supplanted himself as a starter.
0: Yeah, this is a story about the offensive line having to develop There a lot of sophomores and yep. juniors on it after what Parr called last year the best offensive line in the state. Yeah. Uh, and it takes time, and it looks like they're getting there, and yep. they're definitely doing enough in the passing game. So, yeah, Coronado stock is rising.
1: Speaking of some other teams that are rising, uh, I guess what what are some other games you're kind of looking at at least this weekend that really kind of stand out to you, or it could be some quote unquote on the radar games for some other fans that may not be in the Lubbock area. Maybe they're around Sundown, or maybe around Floyd Data or maybe you want to catch a bigger bigger game. Well, you know, if if you want to talk out of the Lubbock area, I don't
0: really know if it's out of the Lubbock area, but I'm yep. looking forward to Kahoma at Idalou yeah. in the uh, District Two A. Sorry, District Three Two A Division Two mm-hmm. um, opener. That's a really tough league with Abernathy running around, Kohoma, Stanton. A lot of running teams. Yeah. And Idaloo looks like it's back. It gave Shallowwater, who I think is extraordinarily good, yep. its best game of the season in the opener, mm-hmm. lost twenty one to eight. It's been beating people up since then. So excited to see what happens when Kohoma rolls in. I, th- I think Kohoma began the season is is the favorite to yep. take this league I'm not really sure what's going to happen because Abernathy looks really good and Idalou looks good too this is a, a game that'll tell you a lot and something impressed about Idalou is no one's stats jump off the page whatsoever not offensively not defensively but when you add it all up it's a really really good football team
1: and I think that's what what you get with Idalou. I mean it's not necessarily a dominating effort from one player you kind of get that heavy dosage of a run attack as we mentioned before and again it sounds simple but it just it works so well it's just a, a matter of if you get behind by one or two scores that's when it really hurts you because then you figure okay we have to get these first downs we have to score but if you're ahead I mean it has been perfect for Idalu who has been rolling over opponents the last couple of weeks and I think uh, this is certainly a big test just as you had mentioned but I I don't know I, I mean for me I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if Idaloo is able to continue this just because sometimes Oh man, it's just a matter of can the defense keep it going? Because I know they've been playing really well. The, the The running game will always travel, so will the defense, but can the defense kind of keep up the high level it's been playing? I think that's going to be the one question that we kind of see into this as I kind of go through some of these other games that you were looking at. I know that uh, midland at friendship was another one mm-hmm. you kind of wanted to talk about. Friendship... Uh, Seems without Austin Phillips, a uh, kind of next man up, and it seems like uh, they they found their guy.
0: Yeah, Jess Hole, uh, a freshman who wears number twenty five, is in at quarterback now and looked really good against Randall. I think. Friendship jumped out to a twenty-eight to nothing lead in that yep. game and had to hang on in uh, old Texas Tech fashion back yep. in the Mike Leach days, which is exactly the kind of offense they run and and kind of the philosophy they operate under. Midland Lee looks really good, signature win against uh, Smithson Valley. I yep. forget who they have lost to right now, but they've been they've been actually it was Abilene High by one touchdown, and Abilene looks like it's an above average Abilene team this year. Uh, they've been spending Midland Lee has been spending a lot of time with El Paso schools in the the past couple of weeks, um, so. It's kind of indicative of of what Friendship would see if it made the playoffs with those Friendship schools, if you want to use this as a barometer game. And it would just be a signature win. It's been a while since Friendship beat Lee.
1: Well, not only that, but then as you've mentioned before, I mean, it was just a big deal when Friendship won a game. I mean, they were on a – I want to say it was a 12-game losing streak. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Before they got that big win against Wichita Falls. Uh, uh, Was it Ryder or was it just Wichita Falls? It was Hershey. Hershey, I'm sorry. Yeah, Wichita Falls, Hershey uh, with, of course – one of the top running backs in the state. They were able to slow him down. Granted, he did have his 100, I want to say 50-plus yards, but still when a kid is averaging about 200 coming in, that's a pretty darn good effort by your defensive staff. And not only that, but then you're able to kind of see some things from the offense, which it seems to be a, not necessarily a system-type deal, but it seems like they, they, they finally figured out what they are, and that is you want to pass the ball, get the ball out as quick as you can, get your playmakers the football, and let them make plays, and they've certainly done that. And as you mentioned, they've got another guy that's kinda of come in, stepped in for Austin Phillips, who, for all I know, could be leading the uh could be leading the Lone Star Varsity uh passing leaders right now, but unfortunately he's out, but just hole certainly uh, really stepped his his game up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really excited about his future and while it, it kinda hurts that he has to work his way in now. now uh, that's going to pay dividends in, in the in the near future. Well, absolutely.
1: So. And then not only that, but then he's a young guy. He's going to be in the system for multiple years. Austin, of course, a senior. Unfortunate for him that that kind of ended his uh, his career. But certainly he's got to be enjoying the fact that his team is still continuing to fight, continuing to play hard. And I think that was the one thing that we talked about at the beginning of this year. Yes, they were on that 12-game losing streak, obviously, going in a couple of games. But going into this, they went winless last year, so they were 0-10 uh obviously lost the first two games but you could just tell you could feel something was there to say that this team is not going to quit on uh, coach jay northcutt that was one thing he instilled was the finish the fight the attitude and i think that's one thing that you have to like about friendship especially in a very tough district 26A. I think that's going to be the interesting thing is where do they end up because top 14 go to the playoffs if you're able to get one or two games early on in that district schedule Things can happen for you. I
0: think so too. In the in the adjacent district one six A yep. isn't terribly strong. So, Absolutely. You know, you get your playoff experience now and you, uh, you hang on to it for next season. And uh, just one more note on this game, this is gonna be friendship's first game against a fellow six A school.
1: Which that's kind of an interesting fact. It's very good notable there and of course you can kind of get all those things as well in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal starting on Thursday with all the stats and everything else that Michael Graham likes to type up and kind of figure out that's where you get all these little notables and tidbits along with on Friday you gonna get, get your game previews likely on uh, Floyd Data at Sundown that's going to be our game of the week and then of course uh, some of the others on the radar uh, you'll get some more information about as Mike just alluded to friendship uh, against Midland Lee and then of course kohoma Idolu, and then uh, Amarillo against Coronado. Lots of good games this week. Certainly uh, some big things going on, Mike. Uh, anything else you want to say before uh, calling it a day?
0: Just one more game. I'm really looking sure. forward to. It's Hale uh, Center at Post. Talk about uh, contradicting oh, offensive philosophy.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing: is I, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, you know this a little bit more than me, but Hale Center, of course, is the passing team with Adam Cummings, who is now at uh, Sundown. Interesting to see if Jeff Smith or is it jeff smith? It's jeff smith yeah jeff smith so many coaching changes and change uh, names i got in my head but interesting to see if he kind of kept that going because i know they had the athletes uh, going into that uh just yeah i i agree with that i mean post obviously wants to just beat you up with their run attack and then kind of wear you down with the defense kind of like what we were talking about uh, earlier on this uh podcast with idaloo interesting to see it could be a big win for Hell center if they're able to Get, get a victory against Post? Because that is a team that is a perennial playoff team.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a big win for both. You know, we've kind of alluded to this in, in prior podcasts, but Post started slow, and, and yes. they, look, they look a lot better now. Uh, it looks like they, they found the personnel that they're going to run with for the next couple of years. Um, and then Hill Center, you know, quarterbacks in the top ten passing. They got yep. two receivers in the top ten receiving. So, yeah, we're talking completely different
1: offensive philosophy spread versus eye formation, and I love the eye. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And not only that, but you love college football and then, of course, high school football, which you'll be covering this Friday. He will be at Sundown. You can follow him at AJ underscore Mike Graham. Of course, that's as it sounds. And then, of course, you can get all the information at Lone Star Varsity on Twitter throughout the night. We'll be updating you with retweets and kind of all that other stuff on that Twitter. And then, of course, you can get all the information Saturday morning in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal print edition and then, of course, on LubbockOnline.com and lonestarvarsity.com. Anything else you got, my man? I think we're covered.
0: I think we're uh, just ready to get out there and, and see week seven out now.
1: I'm fired up. We're under 20 minutes, so I'm sure this will be a nice little podcast to listen to when you're on the treadmill or something. Know when you're done with this podcast, you're done with 20 minutes, and then you don't have to worry about the gym anymore. And not only that, but then you'll be caught up on all the high school happenings around the Lone Star Varsity coverage area, and then, of course, the South Plains as well. So we'll call it a day, Mike. Uh, appreciate the time. And then, of course, uh, everyone, we hope uh, you have a safe uh, travel to your game this Friday. Once again, if you have any uh, questions or comments, you can send those to at Lone Star Varsity on Twitter. We'll definitely keep you updated with all the high school football happenings throughout the night, just as we did last week when the rain cancellations happened. We still had a Riders there. We were able to get some updates from those guys as well at LoneStarVarsity.com and, of course, LubbockOnline.com as well. I'm Carlos Silva, the sports editor here at the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. As always, joined by Michael Graham. You've listened to another edition of the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. We'll talk to you next week.